What's up? What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Leslie. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Tell Me About It. Today's episode, I get to sit down with my friend Troy Beatty. He is a singer and songwriter in Raleigh, North Carolina. I get to talk to him about his super exciting upcoming album. I also get to talk about his past experiences as a musician, his songwriting process, and last but not least, his concerning infatuation with Christopher Drew from Never Shout Never. Like, it's concerning. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But anyway, I so, so, so enjoyed talking with Troy, and I can't wait for you to listen, so please enjoy. Hey, Troy. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm doing so well. Um, We've got our coffee. We're ready to rock and roll. We're ready. I got an iced coffee with vanilla and caramel in it. Oh, see, okay. I cheated and I have like the, um, I think it's Dunkin' Donuts. It's the iced coffee, the mocha. So all I got to do is just pour it. it. It's no worries. That sounds great. Yeah. I went to Sheets this morning and I got, uh, and I just, I needed a nice coffee. So that's what I got. I feel that on a deep level. If I'm, I don't have my iced coffee, I'm done. I yeah. I'm, do I'm kind of picky with coffee, you know, like I don't drink a lot of coffee, but I, uh, it has to taste good. If it doesn't taste good, then I don't, I'm, you know, does that make sense? Like 100%. If it doesn't taste like a dessert, I don't want it. Exactly. That is yep. my, yep. That's me. yep. <laughs> it's like, do I want coffee with my creamer? Exactly. Ex- yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, I ordered a coffee from Chick-fil-A the other day. No. And got like, nine sugars and it was delicious <laughs> oh okay see now when you add the nine sugars because I got um I remember one time I got the ice vanilla I think it's what it was it wasn't hitting it for me yeah that's why I like I had to stop getting McDonald's coffee because McDonald's it was just like way too bitter bro okay listen so I get the um because I've been really on McDonald's lately I almost like forget Starbucks even exists right because I always get the large ice vanilla latte because that's a lot more sweet and then I add two extra creams so try that next time I will yeah I will I promise yes please let me know because it will change your life I got you yeah I got you (laughs) Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you so much for hopping on here because I really want to talk to you about your music and where you're going and what you're doing. Um, so originally like first, can we hear a little bit about you? Like, so you're from Salem, but you're living in Raleigh now. Yeah. Do you love it? Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, my, um, my family's still up there, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a little different, you know, it was, um, it was, I mean, I lived with my mom, you know, mm-hmm. up until I moved to North Carolina, you know, I didn't, I didn't go to college and go to a college dorm. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just lived with my mom. And then one day I was like, Hey, I'm moving to North Carolina. She was like, okay, sure. You are Troy. <laughs> and, uh, and I did, and I moved down here and now I have a beautiful home and two beautiful dogs and a beautiful fiance. And my sister is actually visiting from Roanoke right now. So she's in, she's sleeping. So, Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Look at you. You're living your dream. <laughs> yeah, I am. I really am. Mm. Oh my gosh. So speaking of your fiance, you're recently engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. I, I proposed. Wow. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love that. It's so like <laughs> a lot of people's like, Oh, that's so cliche. But literally if my future husband does not propose to me on Christmas, I don't want it. Yeah. And it, you know, what was crazy is I never, like, we had talked about getting married, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we, yeah, I, I, she was the first person I met down here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we had talked about getting married, but it, I just didn't, you know, the process of doing it, 
you know, I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. And mm -hmm. at, the t at the time, her her dad was about to get married and her mm. stepsister was re newly married. And I didn't want to like, you know, I didn't want to take away from any of that stuff. You know, right. I wanted to be respectful to them. Right. And um, and her mom, I mean, I'll, I'll give credit to her mom. You know, she called me one day and was like, hey, I have an idea. And I was like, okay, what's the idea? And she said, I, she said, if you don't want to do it, just tell me. She said, but I think you would like it. And I was like, okay. And she said, I bought a ring box Christmas ornament. And she said, what we can do is, um, she said, you know, I already have the ring. She said, if you want to, we can do Christmas over here. And that can be the last present she opens. And when she opens it up, she'll see the box and she'll be confused. Cause she's like, what is this? And yeah. then you do it. And, um, and that's how it was. I mean, that's Shut exactly how it went. Up. Yeah. And, uh, that is so cute. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and the, the best, the coolest part for me was really just talking to, you know, her stepdad, her father, you know, um, talking to my, you know, my uncle is, you know, like my father figure, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, aside from my dad, obviously, but you know, like I look up to him a lot, but, um, I called him and I said, Hey man, look, this is happening. You know, what advice do you have for me before I get on a knee? And this is like a life commitment, you know, yeah. and he's, I mean, he just told me, he said, it's not going to be easy. You know, you're going to go through the ups and downs. He said, but, uh, but just, you know, remember why you're doing this and this, that, and the third. And I've had some cool moments in my life. And that was probably one of the coolest ones. She had no idea it was coming. And the whole time my sister wasn't me and my sister are like best friends, but yeah, the whole time she, I kept telling her she had a big present. You have a big present. You have a big oh, present waiting for you. Gosh. And she kept like poking and prodding, trying to get us to trying to, I would, I would be gone. And she would like ask my sister what it was. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like Morgan, do not and Mor Morgan is the worst liar in the world. Oh like, no. Yeah. So I was like, Morgan's going to spill the beans. She's going to tell uh, her, she's going to tell her. And she like, props to Morgan. She kept it cool. <laughs> props to Morgie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love that. So that brings me to your beautiful song, sir. I love your daughter. Yeah. I promise you, I literally teared up whenever I heard that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Thank it's you. So that, wow. That means a lot to me. Thank you. So yes. Much. It's so, so I like, I love the way that you like, I don't know if this is a word lyricize. Is that, is that yeah. a word? I mean, okay, I know perfect. what you're saying. Okay, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> That's all that counts. That's all that counts. Um, I love the way that you wrote the lyrics on it. Like yeah. it, it's, it's just, it's a story. It's yeah. not just like a, like a verse, chorus, verse, bridge, you like all that. It's just, it's a story and it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, so did you write that like before you proposed? Like, you know, like what was the timeline on that? Yeah. I mean, so that was a song. So sir, I love your daughter was a song that I had the, I had had the, the idea um about you know what you hear a bunch of songs about like the wedding day and you hear mm. a bunch of songs about you know falling in love but you never hear a song about the beginning you know the talking to the dad yeah yeah you know and um and that was just something that popped in my head one day like this is something that I'm gonna do and this is something that you know I think uh you know I think I've, it's never been done yeah, you know, I'm sure it has, but I've never heard it. Right. Same. Um, yeah. So I, I had had the first verse or maybe even like a couple lines of the first verse written. And when, um, when I proposed, it was just like, now I had, you know, now I had legit conversations with her dad, mm -hmm. you know, like, so, so the lyrics in that song or some of the stuff that he said to me, you know, was, uh, Oh my God. Yeah. So that was, 
so then once I, once we got engaged, that was a conversation that we, you know, the, the song kind of just wrote itself because a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, lyrics came from the conversation I had with her dad. I told her dad, like, I love your daughter. I want to be mm. with her forever. What's crazy is, you know, not have to do with the lyrics, but that song was an acoustic song first. That song was strictly on the acoustic really? guitar. Yeah. I recorded that. I have an acoustic version in my like studio. Um, oh my gosh, the, that better go on the album. Yeah. I think, it, I think I'm going to put the acoustic version on the album, but, and then I, I, you know, I, I always kind of think about Celine Dion because she's <laughs> like, I know it's crazy, but no, I, she is just a gem of a human being. Truly. And uh, that I wanted to add the piano because I thought that that was going to make it a little more special, mm-hmm. you know, and um, the piano was just amazing. I mean, I, that was an, a fantastic addition. Oh, 100%. It <laughs> made the song like it set the vibe. It yeah. set the scene. As soon as it comes through the speakers, you're like, oh, this is going to be this is I'm going to cry. I'm yeah. going to cry. And surely enough, I, I did. I teared up. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that was all, it means a lot to me. Yes. Well, it should like like seriously props to you. Thank you um so like do you have between like all of your songs or that song do you have like a favorite like lyric that you've written before yeah I uh I wrote a song many many moons ago with uh Zach Dooley mm-hmm. um and it was called make a change and I don't remember why we wrote it but um it's basically a song about, you know, trying to make the world a better place. You know, I think mm. at this time, me and Zach were probably wearing a lot of tie dye and going to music <laughs> festivals. And, I you know, it. I yeah. mean, I have I have peace tat- tattooed in Chinese on my hand. Oh, like, my gosh. Is that the time frame whenever you. OK, yeah. yeah. And uh, and that song was, you know, I don't you know, it, the cool thing about that song is it kind of even into in today's time you know you can listen to it but it's basically just a song about everything going on in the world i think the beginning lines are like nowadays the world can be kind of crazy people hating and people fighting for reasons that make no sense at all Mm. right and um there's a line in that at the end of the chorus where um it goes without love the world's nothing at all wow so basically just means like you know and and it's one of my favorite lyrics and i think it's one of you know i'm very kind of you know talk when you were talking about sir i love your daughter the lyrics to that song that's the one thing i pay attention to and, and i'm like mm-hmm. god how did he write that lyric like that is just a crazy lyric that he came up with mm-hmm. um is that's what it because it makes so much sense you know yeah it, it's such a short couple of words but they're right. so weighty exactly and then i can play it live and like the pre-chorus before you get into the chorus it's like put your peace signs in the air and like everybody throws their peace signs up it's like a it's a cool it's a super oh, i fun, love cool that song, well i have a favorite lyric of yours okay what is it okay so i can't remember which song i heard it on but i heard this lyric and i was like dang that is good <laughs> like and it's like it's the hopeless romantic in me but it's yeah. so cute it's like i can't see the future but i can see you in it oh yeah it's yeah. so what do you cute. what do you say yeah that was yeah. a yeah that was a song that was the first song that i wrote and recorded when i moved to north carolina shut up yeah that was a very that was a uh I wanted that song to be and you can probably hear it when you listen to it but i wanted that song to be kind of like a beachy you know like uh like reggae-esque mm-hmm, kind of love mm-hmm. song you know yeah. which is why you can hear the little like acoustic guitar like um skipping and then you can hear the electric guitar kind of has like a little beachy vibe to it so mm-hmm. yeah it almost reminds me of like never shout never 
Yeah, he was a, you know, I don't know who know like Matt Zach and I met him. Shut up. Yeah, there's pictures Christopher on, Drew. Yeah, there's pictures of there's pictures somewhere on Facebook of us with him. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh. He was he was a massive um influence to us. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, like, who are your influences like? You know, who do you who do you take where you're like, dang, this this artist made a difference in my life? Yeah, I mean, if you're talking to 18-year-old Troy, um, <laughs> You're de- we're definitely, you know, never shout never. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of, it's crazy how I'm 29 and like my music tastes have changed so much. Yeah. You know, I had you know, 18, 19, 20 year old Troy was listening to a lot of never shout never, a lot of Mayday Parade, mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, all time low, a lot of like pop punk bands, Same. pop rock bands. Yep. And as I, and as I gotten older, and as I, I have matured as an adult, I have started listening to a lot of acoustic music. So a lot of, um, who do I listen to? A lot of James Arthur, mm. a lot of, uh, gosh, I mean. I have Gregory Allen is. Gregory Allen, yeah. He, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's actually, he was actually playing at, uh, at DPAC in Durham. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Mary Landis I wanted to go and see him, but we ended up not going. Sorry, I'm pulling Spotify up so I can show you who no, I you're like. you're good. Dermot Kennedy. Yes. There's an artist named Neptune who I've really been like rocking with. It's just like acoustic, okay. you know, um, Clinton Kane, um, Anson Siabre, um, you know, Donovan Woods. I mean, there's just, uh, that's just acoustic. There's actually a girl, her name's uh, Luz, I think is her name or Luz, L-U-Z. Okay. okay. And um, it's just her, her music is kind of similar to what I do. And every, I think all their music is similar to what I do, um, but it's just acoustic, easy listening. You know, you can listen to it in the car. You can listen to it, um, you know, and just kind of have that emotion, you know, to what you're feeling that day. So 100%. So those are my in- inspirations now, but definitely 18 year old Troy was definitely rocking out to never shout never. <laughs> shoot 29 year old leslie i still rock out too <laughs> yeah i every now and again every now and again i'll listen to him i'll like yep. it's oh gosh we I, we had so many fun times you know at that we were young and yeah still living at home and he was like that dude for us mm. you know so like we traveled to vienna virginia watched him play at the jam and java we uh i mean all of our songs were about him i think i i I think I'd even talked about getting my thighs tattooed because he did. Oh like, dear I, you God. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all were obsessed. We were, we were, <laughs> um, you can go on YouTube if, and I'll send you a link after this yes, podcast. Please. And there is, I mean, there are, we're playing his songs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Y'all had like a shrine of Christopher Drew in your bedroom. I swear, <laughs> I swear we did. I swear we did. It was, it was oh. crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. So when it comes to, music I you know 18 year old Troy was uh, you know it was like that's what I thought was cool Mm. you know that's what I thought you know the uh that scene and you know that scene was like you know warp tour and and the all these I mean you could spend hours and hours watching these artists be interviewed on YouTube and Mm -hmm. they were always traveling and all this stuff and that was what I thought was cool yeah Um, Yeah. but as as I've gotten older and as I you know I'm in North Carolina and you know I'm engaged and have a family or whatever Mm -hmm. it's uh and by a family I mean two dogs right Um, (laughs) that counts that counts yeah of course it does um it's 
I, I listen to more of like the lyrics and the mm. melody of the song and, and kind of what they're saying. And I like to, I like to, it's almost like a puzzle. Like what are, what are they singing about? You know, I've mm. always wanted, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, there's a, there's a song by uh, Dermot Kennedy called Rome. It is a, it is a beautiful song and I don't know what it's about. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's a sad song. I don't know if it's a love song. I don't know if it's about a vacation to Rome, but the mm. song is just incredible. Like when I first heard it, I literally sat in my studio for probably like three hours and listened to that song on repeat and wow. learned, learned the entire song on guitar. And like, I mean, it just, it is just a beautiful song. It's, but yeah, that's what that's, you know, Dermot Kennedy is that guy right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm always on Spotify, just finding new artists. I found mm. this guy named Neptune and he is just, I mean, his songs are crazy. Clinton Kane is insane. Like, but their, their songs are so beautiful, you know? Yeah. And that's what I want. I want a song that's just, I want my music to be where somebody could be like, gosh, I've never heard of this guy, but wow, it's really, really beautiful. Mm -hmm. you know? so, oh, I love that. Yeah. So, okay. So you play guitar, like, yeah. so everything on like your upcoming album, like is everything like by you or do you have like a band or yeah. what does it look like? It's on me. It's oh on my me. gosh. Yeah. So how many, like what instruments do you play? Oh gosh. I play acoustic guitar. I play, I mean, electric guitar. I play the piano a little bit. I play the ukulele because of Christopher Drew. Right, right. Um, you know, I that I mean that's really it. You know, I have I can play a little bit of banjo. You know, I shut up. Yeah, my dad Some got foggy me a mountain breakdown. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's <laughs> absolutely. Um, oh, I love it. But that you know that was why I built a studio in my house is because you know I when I first moved down here I'm I spent so much money, just stupid amounts of money in a studio. Mm. just st like stupid amounts of money you know I think the the studio I went to to re release my first album wait for the light I had to put a $500 down payment on it and then after I spent that 500 in the studio it was like $125 an hour or oh something like that I don't remember gosh. but I I recorded this album for pro probably like two grand and it's all acoustic electric a shaker like it's all, so I was like, I'm not, I can do this for free in my yeah. house. Yeah. And so I built a full studio in my house. I bought a $2,000 iMac computer. I, uh, I got, you know, professional mics. I, I learned how to record. I learned how to edit. I learned how to like not produce, but you know, I learned how to do all that stuff myself and yeah. all the songs, all the songs that you hear that have been released recently. Now I went through like a dark phase and didn't release music for a while, but mm. um, all the music you hear that have just came out recently are all me. You know, I did all that in my studio for free. Wow. Yeah. I so. will say like your sound, sir, I love your daughter. I guess where it's like the most recent, like the sound is so like, it, it sounds like it's in like a legit studio. Like, yeah. so, I mean, you, you've done great. You've done yeah, great. I appreciate that. Yeah that, yeah. that was, that was the whole point. was just like, I can, I can do this stuff. You know, I can do this stuff in the comfort of my own house. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't have to pay anybody else. I don't have to use anybody else's equipment. I, you know, that's kind of the fun part about being a quote unquote independent artist is yeah. I, I spend all the money on the equipment. I make all the money back on the song. You know, I, I, this, that album, wait for the light came out probably five or six years ago. And I have not even gotten close to breaking even. Wow. Meanwhile, these three or four songs I've released, I've made money 
I've made money on all of those. You That's know what I'm so saying? good. Yeah. Oh, so it's, it's just, it's easier and better. And it's, I don't have the stress, you know, the, the reason it, the studio is so hard is because if, if you mess up, you're, you're paying for that. Mm. If, if you want to redo something, you're paying for that. Like you have to get in and out and in and out and in and out and in and out. And it just doesn't happen. As for me in my, in my studio, I can, I can record the same guitar part 15 times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not spending any money. Mm -hmm. That's (laughs) so good. Well, and too, I feel like it could kind of constrict you and like your creativity and like, you know, and just like sell out almost like, you know what, whatever, like, let's just put it on the album. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's what, what, that's what happened is, you know, I'm very hard on myself when it comes to music. I'm like a perfectionist Mm -hmm. and which is the only thing I'm like a perfectionist at, which is like weird, like, right. Passion. I swear. And, and so if you listen to that album, you hear the, you know, the guitar doesn't sound that good. Mm. I'm, I'm ganking notes on the acoustic. I'm, I'm like, you know, losing my air and I'm barely, but I just, I wanted to get it out because at that time I wasn't making that much money. Yeah. And I didn't want to get myself into a bind, you Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. And now that I'm, now that I'm doing well in life and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making money and this, that, and the third, it's like, maybe it'd be a little different, but at the time I just had to get it out. And right. And I, so I just let what I thought, okay, it sounds okay. Mm. You know? And, um, and to be honest with you, the only song out of that album that people really still talk to me about is what do you say? Wow. Yeah. That's because that song, I was so tight with recording that song, you know, the acoustic, I mean, I had that song down perfect. Mm -hmm. So when it was time to record it, it was, I was done, you know, I punched up and I was in and out. So um, that was the one song that I'm very, very proud of with that moment. It's so good. Yeah, thank you. It really is. How long does it take you to like write a song and like perfect it and get it recorded? Um, so, I mean, now it takes a little bit of time because I, uh, you know, I want the song. I want the song to be perfect. Yeah. You know, I want the song. If I want the song to sound like something you would hear on K92, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, I want it to be where the, where my vocals sound perfect. My lyrics sound like I'm not rhyming, you know, just for the sake of rhyming. I'm not rhyming, you know, boy with Troy, you know, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> right. Like I'm, it's making sense. Yeah. And, and even though there might be those like silly rhyme schemes, it's the message behind it is what you kind of makes, you know, in sir, I love your daughter. The, the second verse was a lot like that where it was a silly little rhyme scheme. But for me, it was like, well, that's kind of what I want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, but now, you know, usually takes, I, I get very obsessed. I go into this like weird obsession mode mm-hmm. where I'll write a song, I'll play it for ML and I'll be like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, play it for her. And I'll be like, what do you think? And she's like, it sounds good. And then I'll record it and um, I'll record the acoustic. I'll record the the electric guitar. If I'm doing that, I'll record the vocals and then I'll just have ML go in there. We'll cut the lights off. I'll, she'll put the headphones on and just shut her eyes and just write me, write notes down for me. And that's uh, so good. Yeah. And, and she's the one, she'll, I mean, she'll tell me, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm, I have a tendency to rush, mm. you know, maybe not the writing and recording process, but like, I'll record it. And I'll be like these, I think these vocals sound good. 
let's go ahead and get this knocked out. And she's like, Troy, hold on, redo mm-hmm. them again, redo yeah. them, you know, on this time, this time right here, you're kind of, you're, you're trying to do too much with your voice. So like do something else, you know? Yeah. So, so, uh, but I mean, I, I usually, usually about a week or two is a time it takes to write, record, um, and record a song and then release. I just kind of figure out when I think would be a good time to release it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. She's like, no, I'm not letting my fiance go out here. Sound stupid. I'm not yeah. doing it. And you know, that's the best thing, you know, that's the best thing about, you know, she went to UNC and while she was in UNC, she was in an acapella group. Okay. And I don't, and, and what do you say? She's the one singing the harmony. I was going to say, I yeah. hear a girl. It has to be her. Yeah. It's her. And, uh, she has and, a beautiful voice. Yeah, she is. She's so talented, but, and so she kind of, she knows what sounds good and she knows kind of what I think sounds good. And, yeah. and if, if she doesn't think it sounds good, then she knows that I don't think it sounds good. You know, mm, I mean, yeah. So, so it's a very good back and forth and she's very open and honest with me and she knows that it's not going to offend me. And we might like argue about it. Cause I'm like, well, I think it sounds good. And she's like, well, I think it sounds good too, but I think you need to try it this way. Or I think you need to do it again because you're not come, you're not sounding as strong mm. vocally, you know? Yeah. Um, but she is just, she's a fantastic support system for me. And, uh, and that's why I like in, um, try not to forget about us. She's singing harmonies in that song too. I love that song. It's yeah. so cute. Yeah. That song was about Morgan. Oh, yeah, that song was about her moving, graduating high school. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you still like listen back to like some of your old songs and you're like, Oh yeah. I, uh, yeah. Because it was just, you know, that song, you know, Morgan and I got really close after she, I mean, we've always been tight, but like right. after she graduated high school, we just became like very, very close. And, mm-hmm. um, and I remember when she went to homecoming, was it homecoming her freshman year? I remember I called my mom and I cried. And I was like, oh. I remember holding, I remember holding her when she was a baby. <laughs> and, uh, and so now to see her be an adult and now to see her, you know, go to college and hear her talk about her dreams. And, you know, I wanted to kind of write a song that, that, was just letting you know, like, hey, no matter where you go, don't forget about where you came from, you know? Mm. And that was the point of that song, you know, you're going to, you know, Morgan, you know, Morgan's going to do fantastic things in her life. And, and uh, I wanted to uh, write a song where it was like, we're proud of you. Oh, I love that. And yeah. she can go back to and listen to that anytime and just, just know that you love her so much. I do. Yeah. It's my dog. So um, I know that you are a performer. You know, so like how often do you gig and whenever you gig, what is your favorite song to perform? Yeah, I, uh, I just, you know, it's crazy. I just actually got back into performing live. Okay. Um, yeah, I, um, without going in depth, you know, I mean, unless we want, we can. Let it fly, but, let it fly. Uh, You're good. I went, I went through a, I went through a really weird time where I stopped playing music for about a year or two. Oh, um, wow. And and so I just kind of, I didn't write or record or do anything. And, and before that I was, I mean, I went on tour and I was playing as often as I could. And, um, now I'm just slowly starting to get back into that performing, um, kind of life, you know, getting back into, you know, the setting up, the tearing down, the negotiating, all that kind of stuff. So, right. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to be back. It feels like, you know, it, it's, it feels, you know, it's the same thing with when recording, I feel like I've, I'm better now than I was two years ago, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's fun. I mean, it's bringing back, you know, it's bringing back what I love to do and, and um, 
you know, it's, it's cool to be just an acoustic guitar yeah. and, and try to get an, an audience to like, you know, follow me and pay attention to me, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, that's fun. But yeah, my favorite song to perform live, um, is dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Oh my gosh. I know whenever you start that, everybody's like, Wah! yeah, people love it. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, that's a fun song to play. I love it. every time I hear that song, I think of that. Um, oh gosh, what's his TikTok name? I think it's like dog 420 or something. And <laughs> like, but it's that guy on the skateboard. Like, oh yeah. Chugging. Oh my gosh. He made, he made millions of dollars off of that video. Shut up. Yeah. He made millions. He got sponsored by the cranberry company. What? Yeah. He made tons of money rock on i mean get your bag bro mm-hmm. um <laughs> no oh joke. my gosh seriously so like um do you okay so i know that you're sort of like solo like would you ever like think about maybe starting a band again or are you like listen that was like that was like 18 year old troy yeah. trying to get on work tour now i'm like i'm a solo guy yeah i mean it, yeah i think that's definitely something i would want to do um it's just there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot, you know, I, uh, I, aside, Zach and I were just fine being mm-hmm. two acoustics, mm-hmm. you know, and then when we brought in the rest, it was just like a lot, you know, yeah. I mean, and don't get that, don't get it twisted. Like our drummer, Keith, he was a fantastic musician, um, a great guy. Uh, but I think it was just, you know, I was the, once again, 18 year old Troy, I was the front man, mm-hmm. so I had what I felt was like an ego about it. Okay, and I felt like I felt like people, not Zach, mm-hmm. or not really Keith, but I felt like I was the one who was getting the not the attention. That sounds bad. I I just felt like okay, so I'll use this as an example. So we did yeah. daytime. We did daytime Blue Ridge. Okay. Yeah, we did that as a band, and it was like the we were getting interviewed. And mm-hmm. she was like, well, who's the front man? And oh, like, who would say that? Yeah. Why and it was like, you? and it was like, so I, I was like, well, I mean, I guess I'm the front man. And she was like, okay, we're going to go ahead and interview you. So <gasps> I was being interviewed by myself and they what? were, you see what I'm saying? And it got to a point where I just felt really bad. Cause I was like, I, you know, I'm, I have a microphone, I'm getting mic'd up. I'm getting like padded with makeup. Like, you know, yeah, it was crazy. Wow. And, um, and they're and not. And they were just back there like. Uh... Watching. Yeah. They were just watching me get interviewed. Oh my God. So like they weren't even in the shot. They were in the shot, but it was okay. just them. It was just them standing. Oh, like, wow. You know? And so I think, I think, you know, um, if, if I were to ever do that, I would, obviously I'm more mature and right. I've grown up, but, right? and there's not an ego anymore, but I think for me, it would just, I would want everybody to feel included. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I wouldn't want, um, you know, I wouldn't want it to be Troy's band. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So Uh, yeah. Troy now would probably be like, um, where's their mics? I'm not, it was, it was such like, we opened up for, let me tell you this story. Let's real quick. Oh gosh. I'm excited. So we were traveling and making zero money. We were actually probably losing money, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Um, we traveled to Richmond and played at the National. Not the National. The uh, Strange Matter. Okay. What Strange a Matter. name, by the way. It's an fa- it's a, um, amazing venue. Amazing venue. Wow. And we opened up for three bands that were on Warp Tour. 
Yeah, and a band called Sirens and Sailors, a band called This Is the Apocalypse, and another band I can't remember the name of. And they were hardcore, like screaming. I mean, and we're just like a pop rock band. <laughs> I, I swear, playing Never Shout Never songs. Oh and my it was, God. And you could, you know, it was, we were the first ones to start. And oh, I, still have a, I still have a ticket stub around here somewhere where it's like their bands and they have like blood dripping off their name. <laughs> And it's just like us. It was, and it was. People were so, probably standing there, like with their like with their piercings, their tattoos. They were like, "Get these guys off the stage!" Yeah, it was. It was so intimidating because these dudes were like, "These are experienced bands, right?" Like, well, they were on War Tour. That's huge. Yeah, and we were opening up for them, and it was the first time where there were lines out the out of the venue for people to get check in like oh, to get to gosh. you know and then to make their way to the stage and we yeah. were just like like we pulled up there were vans and trailers and band members jumping out and people selling t-shirt merch and and we were just like these young kids y'all were, had no idea no idea yeah and it, i mean we knew they were hardcore and we were like you know what let's just give them the best show we can <laughs> and as as soon as i'm i'm telling you as soon as i finished the last song it was like let's get out of here right now did y'all like it did, did anybody like vibe with it were they like clapping were they happy or no there were a couple of never shot never fans that had a good time oh wow yeah well, hey, was, that's better than nothing <laughs> oh no i it was i uh i look back at it fondly because it was a once again it was a moment that I, you know, I will, I will never forget. Yeah, and it was, it was, I mean, we got to, we got to be on the same stage as a band that has opened up for, you know, has been on Warp Tour, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and even though it wasn't our music that we play and it wasn't the music that the people were there to listen to, <laughs> I think, I think we did okay. Yeah. I think, I think so. Good. Honestly, I would love to see a video of like where the camera just pans to everybody in the audience. Like, while you're like <laughs> that's, I think I saw a couple of those faces. Like, who are these? Oh my God. That is so funny. It was oh. wild. It was wild. Wow. And, yeah. And like, we were like setting up or we were tearing down and the other band was setting up and these dudes were just like, I mean, they were, you're I could like, tell. I'm that, scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm Troy. And I, I was the one who played that never shot, never song. They're like, <laughs> cool listen to this oh my gosh and y'all are just like getting your faces melted off oh my yeah, gosh was, yeah we were in and out in <laughs> and out and I, I'll, and i'll bet you money i'll bet you i'll bet you money they probably still talk about that remember that one time those bunch oh. of dorks <laughs> played before us oh my gosh oh i love that good i times. love that good times mm -mm -mm. well speaking <laughs> of that like where like whether you were in your solo career or with your band like where was your favorite venue that you've played oh, man well my favorite venue i've ever played was like is in the cat's cradle um which is in carborough north carolina okay um i i saw ron pope play there i saw michigan rattlers play there waka flocka what uh, yeah and i got to play i got to play there too wow what yeah. an honor yeah um but that's but the best venue was a place in greensboro called somewhere else tavern that was awesome it was a uh we opened up for a band called boxer and okay. i don't even think they're together anymore but this is when we were a band mm -hmm. um and they had cameras on stage so while you were playing, they were recording you. And at the end of the show, they, you got a DVD of your performance. 
shut up that's yeah. so cool it was yeah and it was there was like a full house people really enjoyed our music we made good friends with these boxer dudes um you know um i mean it was fun and then i also got to play at the salem fair that was cool too. <laughs> that's huge a lot of people come out to the salem fair yeah i opened up for adam my cousin adam rutledge oh Okay, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. I, I got just, all the time in the world. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, I do too. Um, so like, I know with your album, how many more songs do you have to write? And when are we going to be able to listen to this gift? <laughs> it's almost done. It's a, uh, you know, for me, I, I am, I know the attention spans that people have, mm -hmm. you know, and I know that Spotify is, and I, not iTunes, Apple Music. Yeah. Um, and you know, all these other street Pandora, it's only like one songs, you know, it's, it's, you know, people only listen to one song. Yeah. You know, nobody, just singles. No, nobody buys albums anymore, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so for me, when I release this album, it's only five songs, you know, it's only, okay. and three of the, which have already been released. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other two are going to be, you know, I have one song that's actually done. It's just kind of sitting in the vault. Um, yeah. and I'll let Mary go and pick through it. Yeah, she's yeah, she's already she's already picked through it. It's the song's done. I just have oh. to Yeah, the song's done. It's um it's it's a sad it's not a sad song, but it's about kind of like mental health and mm. it's kind of what I went through, you know. So the going backwards, the the concept of the album is this the album name I go ahead and release it for you. It's called uh What You've Missed. Oh, I love that. Um, and it's basically going to be everything that uh that people have missed that I've had going on in my life ever mm. since, you know, since my last album dropped to now you know like i said um the song um it's called i'll be all right it's about like my my mental health and what i went through in that like two year span of not playing music mm -hmm. sir i love your daughter obviously um is about mary landis and getting engaged and um if i died today is is another song on there and try not to forget about us you know it's all stuff stuff that's going on in my life you know wow. and yeah. stuff that I, what people have kind of missed so i have i um i'm almost done with the album i think i have one more song i have to kind of Ooh. yeah i have one more song and then the good thing is you know i've i've been since i'm back in the music flow and I'm not, I don't, I hope I don't take any more breaks. As soon as this album releases, I'm going to let it release. I'm going to, you know, do its thing, but then I'm going to immediately go back in and record another single. Mm. Um, I already have that song written. You know, I just think, I just think that song's too good to be on the album. Yeah. I know okay. that sounds crazy, but no, wanna, it doesn't. No, you know, I get what you're saying. So you don't want yeah. it to get lost in all of the tracks. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, I'm, it's almost done. I just have to, I just have to get it, get it going. That's so exciting. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh my gosh. So we don't have a release date yet. Not yet. No, okay. but I will, I will tell you, you know, and, uh, this is the most proud I've been of five songs I've ever written. There are mm. songs that, yeah. And, and, you know, I think everybody says that, but you know, as me, as I've grown up a lot, you know, I've, 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 you know, I, I have, I work and I have two dogs and I, you know, I have a, a house and a car, you know, but yeah. I've had to grow up, you know, yeah. and I, I'm no longer, I no longer am going off the, well, I'm going to be famous one day. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just like, let me just play the music that makes me happy. People, you know, people seem to really enjoy what I put out. Yeah. Um, I get a ton of sweet messages and sweet text messages and I'm happy. I'm, I'm in a good place where I'm making music. I love, it seems like the people that listen to it, love it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so, you know, I'm happy, but I'm very proud of this album. And I'm when it comes out, I think it's going to be the first album where I put it out and I can actually like sleep at night knowing I gave it my everything. I think people are going to enjoy it. Oh, that's so <laughs> good. Well, and people, they can see through that. They can see like where your heart is at whenever they listen to the music. And I think that with the state that the world is in now, like we just want something real. Yeah. And I think that your music is like a perfect example of that. You, you tell stories. Yeah. It's not just like what we talked about earlier. You're not just rhyming for the sake of rhyming. Like right. yeah. you're telling stories and it actually like means something. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I mean, that's exactly, you know, 18 year old Troy was writing songs about love Mm -hmm. just cheesy love songs you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. um you know never shout never ask songs mm -hmm. and you know now as i'm older the songs that i'm writing are you know they you know i had, I had somebody message me that i haven't talked to in five years they're like gosh they're like you're you're you've just matured so much your sound you know like oh, wow my music has just matured from the acoustic you know um i mean we wrote a song called here's the love song that you wanted. It was around the time of the, of the long song names. Yeah. You know, and it was the, I mean, it was just never shout never if he started, if he was in a band with us. <laughs> I love it. Like the song names were, it's all lowercase all together. I swear it was oh, crazy. That is so, so funny. So like I said, you know, without going on a tangent, you know, I, uh, People are really enjoying what I'm putting out and people are really loving it. And uh, it, it means a lot to me. You know, yeah. it really does. It means because this is what I wanted. I, you know, I never wanted to be, a. I mean, I've, everybody wants to be famous, but mm. I never cared to be famous. You know, I, I thought it'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but now it's just like, I want to just record music and release music and whoever hears it can hear it. And if you like it, come check out a show and, you know, you can hear me sing it live, but if not, whatever i cannot wait to like catch a show and just like sit there and just vibe because like like you said like your music it's just easy listening and i'm very excited for it yeah thank you yes you're welcome well okay last thing that i want to ask you yeah. okay it's kind of loaded so if you were speaking to someone who is like 18 year old troy mm -hmm. like what would you tell them for their dreams like coming into like the music industry like what kind of advice would you give them yeah i mean that's that's a question that i always think about you know actually there's actually a song that one of the lyrics i wrote is uh i work so hard but what do i have to show for it a broke down car and five five dollars to my name i have dreams that i want to achieve i want to be someone to someone like me so what that means is, is, is that I want to be somebody that somebody else can look up to, you know, yeah. um, somebody who is trying to be a musician, mm -hmm. somebody, you know, I use my cousin, Adam, as a fantastic example. When I was 15 years old, 14 years old, I was watching this dude play in a band. And then I watched him turn into a country band. I watched him turn into a country artist. I became very close with him. We became brothers. Um, he gave me a lot of tips. He was that somebody to me at that age. Right. Yeah. yeah. So now for me, what I would want to do is I would just tell, do what makes you happy. You mm. know, don't, don't chase fame mm -hmm. because if you chase fame, like I did, 
you are going to, you know, not try too hard, but you're going to be very disappointed. Yeah. You know, I was very disappointed. And I think that that ultimately led to me not playing music for a long time. Right. Mm. Because it was like, I would, you know, I would jump. I, I mean, I had a 1993 Honda Odyssey minivan that I got <laughs> for 200 bucks. And I that drove, is amazing. I drove that thing to the Jersey Shore and played a show. I drove that thing all around, all up and down the East Coast playing music and for nothing, you know, for just the life experience, which is fantastic. If yeah, that's it's, what, it's, yeah. If that's what you want, awesome. But do not, if you're doing that because you think that you're going to suddenly find fame, you are going to be sadly mistaken. You know, and I think if if I was talking to somebody who was 18 and they were like, I want to play music, I would just tell them, do what makes you happy, because I am in a spot right now where I'm happy making music. And if it's just for the 4000 people I'm friends with on Facebook or if it's for the people who come into my job and I talk to, if it's for the people that I have Mary Landis's friends or her colleagues, you know, if that's what makes me happy right now. And if by some stroke of luck or something where I get to do this for a living, or I get to move to Nashville and be a songwriter, I will be completely content and I will, and it'll all be, you know, it'll, it'll be good for me. But I think do what makes you happy is what I would tell them. If playing music makes you happy, play music, but do not chase fame, Mm. just work hard write music, write what makes you happy and make sure that you're happy. Cause if you're not happy, it's not going to happen. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. That is such good advice. Yeah. Look at you. You're like a I mean, music dad, but I, I mean, I learned from that, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's stuff that I learned from, you know, I, uh, all of that stuff is what I went through. You know, I, yeah. I did a show in New Jersey one time and halfway there, something told me to call the venue. Something told me to call the venue and I called the venue and they double booked me. So I wasn't even booked. <gasps> Oh, wow. So I would have gotten there, not even been booked to play and would have been done. And mm. I would have had to drive back from New Jersey. Oh you my know? gosh. I mean, all that stuff is stuff I've been through. Wow. You know? Well, I think that is very sound advice. And yeah. I think there's so much wisdom and I, I cannot wait to see where you go, brother. Hey, thank I'm, you. I'm excited. Hey, let me ask you a question. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. What made you want to do podcasting? Cause I will tell you, you have such a great podcast voice. Oh. Like you really do. Like, I don't, which one did, I don't remember which one I listened to. Um, but it was, I was just blown away with how you sounded in the pod. Like you sounded like you belonged in a podcast. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah, for real. And, and, you know, I, because Mary Landis and I, if we're traveling, we listen to a lot of like crime podcasts Yeah. and those people's voices just fit so well. Yeah. And your voice fits so well in a podcast. Like you just, you sound like you were made to do podcasts. So, oh my gosh, what made you, what made you want to do it? Well, I am a very inquisitive person. Like when I see someone do something, I'm like, okay, how did you get there? What made you go there? Like, I want to know all the backstory, you know, because like someone like me, like I've always struggled with like a passion. Like, I don't know what my passion is and I don't know like what I want to do with my life. Like I'm 29 and I'm a secretary, like, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, I don't know if it's like the child in me, like wanting to know, like, how can I get there? Like, how did you do that? Because I want to know how to get there, you know? 
And so like, and I just love hearing everybody's life experiences and, and what they went through, because I, I think that, you know, in the day and time we're living in now, there's so many people out there with their highlight reels. Yeah. And I want to hear the real nitty gritty. Yeah. Like, for sure. I want to know, like, I want to know. And so, yeah, I think that's, you know, what made me start it because like before it was just like, I had, um, it was called chaotic energy and it was just me just like spewing out all of my, <laughs> all of my ADHD tangents, yeah, but like, I get it. yeah, but like now, like when I like first started, because, um, my first ever episode with Jensen, um, I, I had seen where she was like moving to Guatemala and I was like, wow, I think like people need to hear this. Yeah. And so I think that's where it started was that spark went off and I was like, oh my gosh. And then whenever I posted that, I was like, okay, I can talk to her because she's a chef. I can talk to Taylor because she's an influencer. I can talk to Tori because he's a musician. Like it was just like, boom, 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 yeah. boom. Do not stop doing this. You know, oh. like, no, for real, because I have, I have known people who have started podcasts and they had, they had fantastic podcasts and then they just stopped doing it. Yeah. You know, like keep doing this. And, uh, because I'm, I'm telling you, like I, there, you just, I really enjoy your podcast and I really enjoy, you know, kind of what you're doing and I want you to be successful in this. And I think that you can, but so just do not stop because I, I love this podcast so much. So I just oh. wanted to, I just want to tell you that for real. I just, uh, you know, like I said, I want you to do not, do not stop. Keep, just keep doing it. Keep interviewing people, you know, and, uh, and you'll be, you'll be good. Uh, well, <laughs> no, I'm going to go cry now. <laughs> no, don't cry. I'm just saying, like, I just really enjoy it. I really do enjoy your podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, oh absolutely. my goodness. Uh, yes. Well, I am so thankful for you and your time uh, and yeah. sharing your art and your craft with us. Yeah, for sure. When the album comes out, we'll have to do this again. Yes. Oh my gosh. I want to hear all about it. Yeah, I got I'm you. I'm so got excited. You. Oh my gosh. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop all of your socials below because I want everybody to follow you in your journey. Hey, appreciate that. Yeah, yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Hey, th thank you. No, for real. Thank you so much. This was, uh, I was you know, I was very much looking forward to this. Yeah. And I, this morning I woke up early. I scrambled to go get coffee. I was having trouble getting the microphone set up. We got it set up. We're yes. good. I, uh, I am very thankful that you allowed me to do this. And, um, yeah, I will, I will be a supporter of you no matter what. So thank you. Thank you. It yeah. was my honor. Seriously. It really <laughs> was. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I had such a fun time talking with Troy and hearing about his experiences as being a musician, and I cannot wait for his album to come out. So follow his socials below in the show notes, and uh, yeah, I cannot wait to uh, publish my next episode. Um, I did want to let you know I'm going to start after this one. Instead of every Friday, I'm going to do it every other Friday. Um, so yeah, it'll give me more time to, you know, interview people and get the episodes edited uh, because I want to put out premium content for everybody to listen to. So um, if you have anybody in mind or, you know, have any ideas that you uh, want to share with me, anybody that, um, you know, their journey is something that you want to hear more about, let me know. I'm always open to suggestions. So please reach out to me. Uh, you can actually message me through Anchor or, um, you know, Spotify, or of course, a lot of my listeners already know me in, per in my personal life. So reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, thank you again so much for listening and supporting me. It means the world to me. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, I hope that you'll still listen and support me, uh, whenever I change the schedule to every other Friday now. Um, but anyway, I really appreciate you and I hope you have a great day. Oh, 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 oh,